0: Hit record on the mic. Let's do this, man. With the Appray podcast, and we're coming in your ears real hot. Ugh, disgusting. I had my um, had my headphones on the wrong way. Tim <sighs>
1: has not had to record the kids' podcast today.
0: Tim is full of beans, even <laughs> though those beans were eaten by the children earlier on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: me too. No. Fucking kids, <sighs> <Kidding me. sighs> Anyway, we should I do the Appray Cod, Appray Cod, the Appray Pod after dark. Edition, shouldn't we? Where we basically just slag off kids and (laughs) tell people not to have them.
2: Yes, (laughs) evidently, I'm I'm
0: up for that. All right, welcome to the (laughs) après.
2: As the sun sinks beneath the snow capped mountains and the last of the lifts gently whirr into silence. And oh, what's this? A 2014 Sochi Olympic bronze medal? I'll take that down to cash converters. <laughs> it's time to kick off our boots.
0: <laughs> you can't do that. No,
2: I can. Let uh, our socks steam uh, and collapse into a comfy chair in our long uh, cabin podcast studio for another edition of the Apres. Hey,
1: hey, hey. So oh, Ollie, I, you'd get the most money for that bronze versus the gold and the silver. It's worth oh. the most. What? How? Why? What? Because it's pure bronze, whereas the others are plated. <gasps> Stop <gasps> it. Is it. Is that real? Worth unreal? more? Yeah
2: those wily russians
1: (laughs) 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 okay let me tell you one other dorky fact about that as well as the russians put in some of the gold medals uranium they put in do you remember the meteorite that crashed Years ago in Russia. Yes, I do. you yes. the yeah, took yeah. bits of that meteorite and put them in the gold medals. Oh, my
0: God. That's unbelievable.
2: Only in a
1: few of them, though. I think the ones that they thought they would most likely win.
0: I would sell it down cash converters. God knows how much I'd get for it. Weigh it in. Weigh it in. Gold. You know, they send you a pouch now, don't they? The gold people. Send the gold a people. Gold is actually worth quite a bit at the moment. It's,
1: it's is gone it?
0: gone up.
2: Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. You 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 know, if you want a solid investment, gold all the way. Want <laughs> some gold? <laughs> Get your gold. I'm going gold
0: Uh, panning. I I get loads of gold panners in my Instagram. I love watching people pan for gold on Instagram. There's a YouTuber. I've
1: never, ever, ever seen that. Oh, Oh, no, Jenny. honestly,
0: there's this
2: guy on YouTube.
0: And he, he's, like, got proper
2: long beard and stuff. He's like, panning for gold. I'm going to go panning. for gold. Let me gold, see what right? I can find today. Yeah, oh, see. my God. He's got, Did like, a get... million subscribers. Do they get really token.
1: excited when they find the gold as well? So... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm they they flop for that. gold.
0: But, but also, it, it's an edited version, so he makes it look so flippin' easy to go and find gold. It, you go, well, I'm just going to go to my local river and find some gold but they clearly like know what they're doing and they've got yeah. all the right stuff. They've got this like, folding mat thing that they... I don't know. Anyway, thanks for joining us on Panning for Gold podcast. Um, <laughs> That's fine. It's important stuff to know. Oh, it well, it what, have you, what, what have you two been up to this week? Jenny, what have you been doing? Well, well hang on, no, hang on. I'm gonna, oh, no, on. No, 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 no. I'm going to start this because Jenny won't. Okay, go on. It's 10 me. years since <laughs> oh. Jenny Jones won a bronze medal, everybody. <laughs> well, well done, Jenny.
1: You're right. 10 years on Friday. Is it, was it was, Friday yeah, or Thursday? It's, it's yesterday's news, that now, isn't it? it no, it's not. It's not it really. was brilliant.
2: It yeah. will be by the time this goes out, but it's yeah.
1: not. Go. Uh, but you know what? I, <laughs> it it just, was the first is. first year in a long time that I went, I am going to unapologetically just put it out there yeah. on, my, well, yeah. on my social media because I was like, it's 10 years. That's fine. I can do that. And uh, yeah, had a little reminisce. We got the vids out. Yeah. Um, of the of the day, obviously an edited version, so like a eight minute version rather than the whole day. <laughs> and uh, I watched it with my family and had a, had a bit of bubbly. It was
2: oh, really no. nice. That's so lovely. And can that I is just, awesome.
1: I've also got a massive, sh- say, a massive thank you to both of you for helping me make it happen to have a little edit to put up for the day because otherwise it would have just ended up being a photo like it always is so thank you tim for contacting is it dave
0: well shout out to dave horwell the editor of ski sunday yeah that uh, i texted dave i was like dave i was in france okay uh, let me set the scene i'm in france (laughs) ollie's working full-time jenny phones Hey, guys, um, um, any of you guys help me just edit a short video? Um, I need it for tomorrow for my um, <laughs> Olympic anniversary. I've only yeah. had 10 years to organise this. <laughs> oh, fuff! fuck. Ollie's in chatting to flipping Oppenheimer or whatever his name is a on his podcast. Instant no from me. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. I can't do it. I'm yeah. in France with a, with, a, with a laptop that I bought to go to Russia <laughs> with to do the commentary <gasps> notes on randomly so that's 10 years old laptop that's not doing any video editing (laughs) so i phoned up dave horwell who is the editor of ski sunday and i said any chance if i send you a dropbox link to a video any chance you can just clip it together dave he knows what he's doing he edits ski sunday his reply was yeah Anything to get me away from editing Ed Lee banging on about snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> so that really made me laugh. So, we, uh, yeah. So, Dave, shout out to Dave Hallwell. What a legend. Yeah, Dave Hallwell. Really nice.
1: Because it was rad um, to watch that. and um... You went viral, man. You went viral. <laughs> it was quite it was nice. 50,000 views. Oh, my God, Ooh. guys. I got some such lovely messages. And it was just made for such a nice day. And I got. I got the, my medal out, I haven't got it out for flipping ages, I got it out and showed it to Wilbur and he had a good I saw, old... I saw the, I saw he had the a
0: good G. suck on it, didn't he? he? Quite, yeah.
1: Well, actually, it was quite heavy and he couldn't quite, he seemed to lift it into his mouth. <laughs> mean, would, uh, that's pure bronze. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: anyway, Tossed that? it under the sofa, that still nice. there,
1: yeah. covered
0: in uh, apple sauce probably.
2: You got some
1: really lovely messages. I did, I I did, and I. Do you know what? It was so nice. I said thank you to all the people that sent messages and put little shoutouts.
2: What about Tim? Tim, Like basically crying.
1: I, well, it, I've got it, it, it here. I've got it here to tell... I want
0: to repeat it. because oh, I this. going cry a, again. Th- I'm going to cry again. Because this had a real... Cry. This had a m- big moment. This had cry. a real massive moment. Because oh, you got going. a little message. I was reading down the comments. I was in France, hungover on my own, missing my family. That's why. And I read about. this from Geraint Thomas. Not the Geraint Thomas but uh, another, another Garrett Thomas. He says, I remember watching this live five years before I got on a snowboard myself for the first time. You inspired not only me, but more importantly, a whole generation of young girls who believe that they can make their dreams come true. Amazing. And then two down from that, um, me and my fiancé started snowboarding because of this moment. That's all it says. That's I read that, cool. I was like, me and my fiancé started snowboarding because of this Man, that is so awesome! It's a what legacy. legacy that yes. is! Can That's I give a
1: shout is. out to Aunt Anthony? Right, he will mm. be like, "Wait, what?" She's mentioning me on the apron pod. He is one of the clients that comes on my workshops. He is what is he now? He must be. I think he's in his mid twenties, late mid twenties ish. Is Every other word is a swear word. Scowls like that. Sometimes I'm like, Ollie
0: likes him already. Aunt, yeah, I love him. I'm like,
1: Ant, slow down. I don't. Slow down. I don't know what he's saying. But he is the <laughs> loveliest bloke <laughs> in the world. And he, he started snowboarding. Spat
0: my beer out then. He
1: started snowboarding as an adult from like watching that amazing um, watching ah, the yeah, Olympics. Cool. Yeah. And now he And now. Yeah, and now he's shredding. He's absolutely shredding. Um, so shout out to you, Anne. Look forward to seeing you in March. But anyway, sorry. That's the... oh, yeah. That's
0: really. But they. That's a bit. <sighs> The thing is, like, it's the classic in it, Olympics, legacy, legacy, whatever, you know, t- London 2012, oh, legacy. Sure, yeah. The only legacy thing that I know from 2012, London 2012, summer games, was the new pavements in Tower Hamlets, because I was living there at a the time. Mm-hmm. But, the, and I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure it absolutely happened as well for, for people getting into sport. What I'm trying to say is, that is just unbelievable, that, that what you did at those Olympics, it inspired people. They watched that and they were like if she can do it I definitely can do you know what I
1: mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in the nicest possible sense they've looked at that and gone this is unbelievable I want to be a, I want a part of this this has inspired me so much to get into it and yeah, Jen cool. you just should be beyond proud of yourself because I know we're all really proud of you and we love you to bits and I just wanted to say that really that yeah. thank
1: you thank you yeah. and then and it's also worth noting it's 10 years ago flipping it some of those tricks look so dated <laughs> <laughs> but which is is that not brilliant that they look dated because if they didn't it,
2: oh yeah well, women be no snowboarding would be in
1: then. the most horrendous position yeah. ever yeah so i think that that's brilliant and i but thought- also
2: and it was pointed out many times but again watching it back it those jumps were fucking
1: huge, they were massive. I mean, uh, they even were I massive. Say that. They were really big. I was it... like, I turned up, right, right, right. I turned up at the um, Olympic Village and saw my coach. I had not seen the course yet or anything, and uh, and he's like, yeah, he says it how it is or whatever normally, and and he and he knows that I'm fine on jumps and stuff, but he said. I was like, "How's it looking there? Is it like all right? Is there are loads of rails, you know, because I know rails is like not my strong point." And he goes, "No, no, the rails aren't too bad." like, "But the jumps, he was like, Ooh. he was like they are absolutely <laughs> massive.'" And I was filling like, you with confidence. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is Hamish. Hamish is just not." Yeah. yeah, he doesn't like beef things up for the sake of it, and he was so right. He was, so, but I suppose that was in my favour because I could do a seven twenty on any size jump, whereas someone else can't. Yeah, so there you go. Mm. It, it works out all right for me.
0: It's also- <laughs> do you know what? As well, I'm um, shout out to the Pleasure Magazine. Uh, I'm writing an article for Pleasure Magazine, which actually, Jenny, I'm going to speak to you about because I'm writing it about the pros get scared? The pro snowboarders get scared? And I start off with that Sochi course because it was absolutely ginormous, it was. And I talk extensively about the size of that course and just what it did to the riders. Did I say I was chatting with Sven Thorgren? Yeah. Name drop. Oof. And about how he was saying about Mark McMorris and and that because I was fanning out a little bit because I love Sven, he's awesome and he was there with Nicholas Mattson. And I did the same thing. I walked up to that slopestyle course in Sochi. I got off the Gondom. we walked up and it was it was what whop- I mean, I couldn't you couldn't quite get it in your head. You couldn't calculate it in your head because the jumps, they didn't look right because we were so used to seeing snowboard parks all over the world. And these were massive. And no riders were going near them. They were like sniffing around the outsides and riding up, and it was all really tentative. And the few little kind of words that we had with people, they were like, "Oh yeah, of course this," and "a bit big." And then all of a sudden, these two guys come flying through, <laughs> dressed in white. They were like training right behind each other, less than a board length between them. And of course, because it was the Olympics, it's the first time these guys have been in national team colours.
1: <gasps> so Nobody didn't have a clue who they didn't have were. A clue who they
0: were. So you, you were, I was watching these two white knights flying through, <laughs> head to toe in white. And I then determined it was the Swedish guys by their bibs, I think, uh, or, yeah, or a Swedish flag, yeah, And I was like, yeah, yeah. okay, Swedes, who are the Swedes? I'm looking down the start list because, again, we, there was no confirmed riders at this point And I realised it was Nicholas Mattson and Sven Thorgren. And they were the first guys to hit those jumps and properly start tricking them. Well, anyway, in Lax a few weeks ago. this This blew my mind, by the way, this did on the day. I was like, this bodes really well. And Sven actually went on did he get fifth or sixth or... He did really well. Maybe, I can't remember. Anyway, I told Sven and Nicholas this when I was having a beer with them a couple of couple of weeks ago in Lax. I was like, oh, I just want you to know, this is going to sound really, you know, a bit kind of bum-licking or whatever, but I was amazed at you two at the Olympics. Dah, dah, dah. And Sven's eyes lit up and he looked at me. He was like, oh, you remember that? I was like, yeah, I said, I saw you were the first. He was like, yeah, we were the first guys over those jumps and dah, 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 all this. He went, you know, we actually really like them, but in the team captains meeting that everybody wanted yeah. the jumps change, and everyone was like, we want to change the jumps, we want to change the jumps. And then Sven and Nicholas were like, nah, actually, we quite like them. And apparently, Mark McMorris lost his shit and was like, fuck you, Sven. What are you doing? <laughs> like all this. No! <laughs> yeah, because they no! wanted the jumps changed because they were all like petrified.
1: Well, of my God. I think also because I didn't hit the kickers straight away. I, I'll be, be really honest. I always wait to watch People hit it quite a few times before I... You know, I can judge the speed once I've seen a few people ride it. I would not be hitting those jumps first ever. But then I watched quite a few girls and um, people were just getting broken off. You had to get it bang on to be in the sweet spot. You know, like, it's so dorky, but, like, certain jumps you know, they give you loads of, like, leeway, don't they? If you if you land a bit near the top or a bit near the bottom, it's still kind of all right. Whereas yeah. these, if you landed a bit near the top, woof, you'd explode yeah, on the knuckle. If you landed a little bit too big, you'd just break, you know, feel like you're breaking your legs yeah. on a flat landing. So I think it was that aspect. And everyone said it felt like an eternity as Going you up the, up the transition. Yeah. So Aww. everyone's was... Everyone was out of sync with their timing of their trick. Does that mm. does that make sense? Yeah. So sort of. I mean, not to me. In. That
2: it, never yeah. I was going to say. Video. I said. I said yes, like I knew. <laughs> no you I, I do,
1: no, know, Tim. You do. You do. Know. You'd have
2: more of an idea than I do. Tim. It's like, like I, if you
1: were setting up a, a turn and then a, like an arc. Yeah, yeah. And then your arc was like, hang on a minute. I'm not at. I'm not at the lip yet. And my the arc is like. Yeah. I mean, right I do hands. want to
2: know what it's like to get caught out by a transition that's maybe a bit snappy or something. There you go. So yeah. Maybe it's a bit like that. OK, I see what you mean. Anyway. Sven Thorgrim, for the record, came fourth. I just checked.
0: Well he done, mate. behind Martin oh. Morris. So there you go. Well done, mate. Yeah. Good effort, Sven, mm. though. We'll have to get him on the pod. We will have to get him on the pod. Now, listen, normally, normally at this point, I'd say, let's do the news. But do you know what? There is no news. I'll tell you why. Weather's been rubbish. There's been no new snow. Apparently, it's going to get colder towards the end of this week. So, week commencing the 12th of Feb. So, there will be a lot of half-termers away. And they'll just be getting milky, cloudy skies. So, not a lot of snow to report. Contest-wise, Bansco was cancelled. A lot of climate change. A lot of warm weather. I have to
1: stop you. Go on. (laughs) Because my partner has been looking at the snow forecast every day five times a day for the last week because he's, Lad. Going, cause he's well done because he's done because he's going away where's he going uh he he's going to chatel and he's like oh god why why why, why am i going to chatel <laughs> cuz it's so yeah. low and uh, and he's been looking every day and it no it changes it's not been milky skies it's changing from rain or snowing and then the next day raining oh. And then it's, it swaps back to snowing.
0: Yeah, Nick. It's good.
1: like the unknown of whether he's going to get rain or some snow. wet snow. I know. Well, it's,
0: it's just that freezing level. The freezing level is still is still so high. It's like fifteen hundred to two thousand. I think, depending. Well, obviously, it depends where you are. I'm just mm. trying to have a very quick Google to back that up with any kind of. Well, fact. it might. It,
1: it changes every day when yeah. he
0: looks. I tell you what. Um, I will have a snow report for you. Stay tuned and I'll have that for you in a bit because we've had a question come in, Jenny. Oh. Yes. Where You're going to like James? this one. This has come in uh, on the old Instagram. Oh, that's embarrassing. Opens up on Jenny's uh, Jenny's Instagram page.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you were um, going to say
0: there. All right, mate, chill out. It's um, Tim through Jenny's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this is to both of you. Go on. From Mark Cordiner. Hey Mark, he says, "How do you recover from heavy après for four
1: days?"
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, Mm,
2: Not with a
1: small child. Not with a small child. Um, Go riding.
2: Like that was always it. Apart from you know, just yeah, do
1: something that scares you a little bit because the adrenaline mm. running through your body. Gets rid of any kind of hangover, focuses you, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's good. Make yourself
1: scared, yeah. So do. Like... Is he home now? Then is he? Is, that ho- yeah. what is he, he home saying? or is it for in the mountains? Think? Oh, he doesn't
0: say. He doesn't oh. say. I think he might be prepping. Double <laughs> drop a barocca just before you go to sleep. <laughs> Wake up feeling fine.
1: Yeah, it's all about that... the liquid fluids. It's all about. But the if
0: fluids. he dies, that is not medical advice. No. Don't don't do that. But if... that another question in. But if he is... doesn't, it is. Go on. But if he doesn't, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Uh, we've had this one in from Glenn Outhwaite. Uh, Glenn goes on to say, uh, hello, heard a whisper on one of the previous episodes that the British champs would be back in Aviemore. Mm. Any more inside info on this? <gasps> Massive snow loss due to all the storms would suggest not. But, fingers crossed emoji. Uh, Glenn, no news, I'm afraid. Uh, you leaked s- it, didn't you? I did leak it, yeah. I le- leaked it on here that it was going to be at the Brits. Um, but yes, no no news as of yet. Keep your ears across this and across the social media. In fact, you can go to the Brit Snow on Instagram, um, and that is the official channels, and you'll find all the news you need there. Right then, it's time for the snow report. Da 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 da! I love this part of the show. So new snow then for the next three days is looking pucker. If you're heading to the US of A stateside with Kirkwood, Bear Valley, Sugar Bowl, Bereal mountain Donna. And the Palisades, all expecting well over 40 centimetres. That's pretty good, right? In the next three to six days, the big focus, check this out, is going to be on India with Gildo, that's Gildo, Oli, Ski Depot, (laughs) Gulmarg and Paddam all expecting over 50 centimetres of snow, but bringing it a lot closer to home and Europe to be precise. Well, it's been a mostly dry week across Europe. Strong winds have been an issue again up there on the higher slopes. But the biggest problem has been warm weather with temperatures regularly hitting plus 10 degrees Celsius in the valleys, and getting well above freezing in the afternoons on the high slopes too. You'd actually be forgiven for thinking it was April, not February. Although some snowfall has been reported on higher slopes in Slovenia, Bulgaria and the Balkans, here in Europe anything below 2,000 metres is starting to struggle. It doesn't make for great reading, and it doesn't make for great forecasting to be honest with you, but you know what to do. Head over to our friends at Snow-forecast.com. Link in the show notes for detailed conditions and forecasts at the resort of your choice. I thank you. So, Jenny, I'm, I'm very impressed that Dan is on the Snow Forecast. Does he subscribe to Snow Forecast? Is he a paid subscriber? No,
1: he's got the one where it's shorter though, so you can't see as many days, can you? He's cheap. (laughs) He's cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he has though, maybe in the past in the last few days he's just gone, no I need to see. That's how they get you. That's how they get
2: you, they just show you a little bit just a little bit, it's like, do you want to see more? yeah i'll tell you how this Ooh, is how worried cost he was
1: he was like I, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go somewhere else off oh, well, i'll just go somewhere to a higher resort he started looking at the nearest highest <laughs> resort
0: well in all fairness from Chatel you can get pretty high you can't even I get think all the way sham, up four i think sham has. where
1: you've just been
0: uh, i tell you what sham was yeah i mean there was nothing in town but what's town at town's 800 900 meters yeah. Yeah. And then I was up at I was up round the back At Foray, Through the Mont Blanc tunnel Round the back On the Italian side For a day of work I was at 1500 metres And it was 15 degrees Celsius Up there It was boiling Oh my T-shirt God. weather In the middle of January No February What month are we in? In it's the bad, mountains yeah. yeah That is awful Oh Oh
1: <gasps> Oh Who's that?
3: Hey guys It's Gaz here
1: Oh Gaz who?
3: Gaz Vogan, one of the uh, the snowboard judges. Yay!
2: Come on in, Gaz. Come on in. Grab yourself a drink. What's she? Perfect.
3: Tip on? Uh, I'm on a pilsner today, I reckon. Oh,
2: pilsner, nice yeah. one. fresh in the fridge here. Hang on oh, wonderful! Is
3: it as cold as it was outside?
2: Uh, it's a tad warmer. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, <perfect>. What <laughs> outside or in the fridge? The fridge is a bit warmer than it is outside. Actually, let's just break the fourth wall. Is uh, our log cabin's immune to climate change, isn't it? Uh, so it is cold It is cold and snowy outside.
2: Let's just live in the fantasy world, yes. It is okay. absolutely fine here. It's great. <laughs> Global warming doesn't exist.
0: All right, well, take your coat off, guys. Sit yourself down. And let me tell you, well, well, if this isn't a man who polarises communities left, right and centre in a good way, then I don't know who does. This week's guest is a total frother, a snowboard geek of the highest order. He's a Scottish man, I think. I'm going to get into that. He has the unenviable task of deciding who is the best snowboarder on any given day during a closed course in certain conditions. He just made history of being the first British man to head judge a youth Olympics. He loves a bit of karaoke. He's never far from a beer and a smile. He is an FIS snowboard judge. You just heard it there and has more air miles than all of us combined. It's Gaz
3: Vogue. Amazing. I should get you to do my intro more often, Tim. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Gaz, are you Scottish?
3: No, I'm actually English with 25% Irish. Man, that's <laughs> you the best even mix.
0: Close, <laughs> Tim. Where did you get Scottish
3: from? I did well, used to live in Edinburgh, if that. That's it. I knew you yeah. lived in Edinburgh
0: because you used to ride at Hill End, didn't you? Yeah,
3: way back when. Well, uh, that's pandemic size. But then I, I
0: messaged you earlier on and you said about learning. You learned to ride at Castleford.
3: Yeah. So I was born Pontefract. So like 10 minutes away from Castleford.
0: Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Is that it then? So you're a, you're a fridge kid? Yeah. An original fridge, fridge kid?
3: Fridge kid through and through. Used to ride Sheffield a little bit when that was still a thing, then Halifax Dry Slope. But yeah, grew up riding the fridge and seeing the likes of Jamie and Katie lapping through.
1: No way.
3: Yeah, they were oh, significantly cool. better. <laughs> Than all of us? Yes. <laughs> Put together, I think. Like, maybe not Jenny, but no. The, no. the three blokes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um, now let's address the elephant in the room hello mr elephant um we've had you on before you've been in the log cabin before we just figured out two years to the day yeah happy anniversary 2022 (laughs) we had you on live from beijing
3: yeah that was that seems like a long time ago Mm. um much better state of mind on this episode than i was then i think i was quite an intense period yeah i think it started off so well and then drastically dipped downhill and it was just a, a bit of a, I think, partly because the whole COVID restrictions and being under lock and key in Beijing, and then just having the spotlight and a couple of uh, incidents during the games just really took its toll in the end. I took a little bit of time off last year, which was refreshing, but came back kind of keener than ever this year.
1: Just is that still away. the most bizarre thing you've ever done? Because it is for me.
3: Yeah, by far. I think just the whole even just the process of getting there with all the testing and like meeting friends for drinks and saying no you have to sit outside and get tested before you can even come face to face with me just in case
1: it was terrifying wasn't it and the fear of Mm. being tested on arrival because if you got any inkling then that was it you were put taken off into a a zone and no one would see you for two weeks and you'd yeah. miss all of the Olympics anyway. Yeah, it was, uh, <gasps> oh my God. It was mad, terrifying. That.
3: And that Beijing airport like Hunger Games-style approach of going through all the checkpoints and temperatures it, was oh, oh. Gosh. It's surreal for sure.
2: Yeah. It's mad that it actually went ahead, but it, let's, uh, hey. we, let's just back up a little bit because it, 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 well, it, like you said, it, you've, you've hinted that it didn't go all that well. Should we just get that out like, again? This <laughs> is <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know. What happened,
3: so we had a bit of a we keep well in an incident, but yeah in the the men's slope style finals, like women's slope style was I think was my favorite like competition I've ever judged, just the it
1: was it was, my, it was amazing,
3: it was beautiful, the level of snowboarding, the yeah. camaraderie, just the yeah. whole atmosphere, yeah, and I think that was the Tuesday, and then on the Wednesday, we had the men's going in really positive and just the TV didn't quite show us what we'd have liked to have seen. We didn't get enough chance to really review it and analyze it as much as we'd like to have done. So we put some scores in for, for one of the runs that led to be the top top score of the day. Then we saw a replay, which might have changed the the opinion of it. A lot of people around the world thinks the score should have been a lot lower after seeing that replay. But we'd already hit the confirm score button. And like as soon as that score went out, we were... Like it was out of our hands, and
2: oh my goodness! Yeah, we were and just you got, at, you, you got a lot of flack, and it, it sounds like it was awful. And you hinted, you said that you took you took some time off. So like, it, was it really bad?
3: I think it was just the whole process and the lead up to was a bit draining because of COVID and the cancel competitions. It was a very intense qualification period of just event to event, and then yeah, we had just a, a lot of negative heat from that, and it just felt very much kind of like the snowboard community did, just like turned around against us a little bit. And, um, and
1: everything else had gone so well and then it was like all of that had been sort of fallen to the wayside was,
3: yeah yeah I can and it just it. i think it was that big kind of like black mark and it was almost like well actually if i've done the olympics now do i kind of step back go into the real world of work get a nine-to-five so i did that in the bike industry which was great fun um, oh
1: my really yes
3: yeah, so i was working at planet x in sheffield which was uh, great fun doing all the marketing the content very fun hands-on job Um, but they ran out of their marketing budget Um, and maybe redundant or May last year I think it was around that time Um, and I think it was just that little bit of break I needed I did the Larks Open did the World Champs um, but then I kept getting FOMO seeing everyone else travel around for competitions and yeah wasn't quite ready to say goodbye yet so kind of threw myself straight back in this year and so far so good
1: Nice. Yes. Two,
0: two things. Firstly, that, that was your first Olympics, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I'd done the commentary for PyeongChang for Eurosport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first time actually being there.
0: Yeah. And then second question, it's not really a question, it's more of a statement, that I love the fact you say we. Yes. We made a mistake. Yes. When actually I you. know that you weren't even on that section of the course. You yeah. weren't judging that section of the course where the error was made. Well done. But yeah. you still use the word we. I love that.
3: Yeah, and I think that's just because it felt very much like a an us against them sort of situation because it was the 10 of us in the hotel. We were like the only 10 people any of us ever saw for three weeks. And as soon as any of the, any of the flat came through, it was the judges. It wasn't specifically pinpointed anyone. Yeah. So we just had to band together. And it's, we often say like safety in numbers. So if yeah. uh, we're chatting to coaches or riders after events, it's way better if we, we're all there to back each other up, um, which is kind of tricky sometimes because we'll have different opinions. So... And oh I that's gosh, the thing you had I've to always bite your
1: tongue quite a lot then.
3: Yeah, and even argue like something that I'd ranked it comp- like a little bit differently, for example, in a contest. But the majority rules, other people saw it a different way around. But then you, you argue the case of the team rather than your own personal opinion. Mm. Um, and especially doing that as a head judge when you don't actually get a say in the score. You're more there as like a, a manager and you think this should have been like a little bit of a result, and then the coaches come directly to you afterwards. So you have to really like talk to your team and just oh. trust them and rely on them. So it's oh, uh, yes. a little bit tense.
2: Does it does it differ much? Like from competition to competition. So do the Olympics have sort of a, uh, not a standard, I guess, but like, do they have a different way of doing things compared to say the LACS Open, for example? Or is it like, is it standardized throughout all snowboard competition?
3: The judging side of things is very standardized in terms of how we actually judge from like the Brits all the way up to the Olympics. We kind of, uh, we work on like a nice network of different federations all working together. But the way the competitions are run definitely differ because the Olympics is all under the IOC control, so the International Olympic Committee and the Olympic Broadcasting System, whereas when we do LARCs, it's all under LARCs' control, and Donald does a a fantastic job at the Open of making sure everything's running smoothly. It feels like an Olympics in itself there, Mm. but it's very rigid when you get to the Olympics of, oh, actually, we'd rather have the camera here, and they're like, no, that has to go through, like, seven different layers of command and then come back down the other side, so... Um, we have a bit longer on the slowmos. mos No, because Norway and
0: Spain are getting this feed and they want it quick because they've got to cut to neighbours. From 1992.
2: Well, yeah. this is it. And I think that Jenny and Tim clearly know much more about this than I do. So I'm going to ask... Like, I want to get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty on this, on the actual sort of minutia of judging. And I Ooh. wanted I, an example of, like, just a really simple... A 720, Right. I just want you to break it down for me, like how you judge that from the minute they're approaching the jump, leave the jump, hit the landing. What what is what are you looking for? How do you score that? Like, I just want to know how that works.
3: So I guess the first thing to look at is we never really score a trick on its own. For example, it sounds really weird, but we don't really have like a difficulty degree that they have in figure skating or uh dive in, etc. So we would look at that trick against all the other tricks in that competition, whether that's in the full section or as in, in the full slopestyle run. So we'd look at and kind of say, all right, is that 720 better than bib 3 720? If so, kind of by how much is our like rough way of looking at it. It's like a, a very extensive game of higher or lower all the way through. But then when we look at the trick itself and the way we compare it, we'd look at the the difficulty of the tricks. If it's a 7 versus a 7, most likely very similar level of difficulty. The direction of it might change a little bit. So a backside 7, a little bit easier than a frontside 7, just with the way the takeoff is off the toes rather than the heel edge. And the last 180 from a backside 7, it's nice and open. You can see the landing really clearly. Frontside 7 is a little bit blinder. And that's the same kind of mentality you can take up to 1440s and 1620s and 1800s nowadays. Then we'd look at the execution. So with that takeoff, is it a nice clean takeoff with a really good pop? Are they skidding out on the heels with a front side seven and getting a bit of pre-spin in, which would be pretty negative execution? and then through the air we're looking at whether they get a full grab all the way through we look at the kind of control and stability of the upper body movements so looking is that one hand grabbing really strong grab can we see any flex in the board to show that it's a grab rather than just like a checkbox? yeah i've touched the board in the spin uh what the second arm's doing is it wrapped into the body to make the spin a little bit easier because your your center of mass is closer to the middle or is it nice and loose showing that control and style element Um, And then we look at the landing. Do they land board pointing straight down the hill on one edge, just riding away as if it's a, a little bump in the snow? Or are they under rotating, over rotating? Have they only done like a 630 in the air and then having to like correct it on landing? We look at the amplitude as well. So from the whole jump, from start to finish, what the actual trajectory of the trick's like. Is it a really nice pop and a really high apex? Or have they done like a border cross style, sucked up the amplitude and just shot into the car park? Or have they gone for a high jump and landed square Long on the deck? Yeah.
0: and baby.
3: Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's always well, the amplitude is a combination of the two. And then we also now look at the progressional aspect. So whilst it's only a 720, which is at the top level very non-progressive because we've now seen like wild tricks from from both the men and the women but if we take that down to like the Let's say, like the Castleford Snow Zone Championships of Yorkshire or something. A 720 at that level might actually be quite progressive if everyone's doing 360s and 540s. Yeah. So we'd still reward it a little bit for that progressive nature.
2: That, right. That's exactly why I wanted to know. That is, <laughs> that is mad because you're like you're talking about what is a few seconds of a trick, and you're looking out for all of those all of those things. That's cr- that is mad. I mean, that is mad.
3: Yeah, and it's easy on the seven twenties, but nowadays, like your trick identification and knowing what the spin is, almost has to happen before takeoff.
0: Oh, it's insane!
1: What I think as well, people don't understand, especially with comment commentary and everything like that as well, and judging is. Say say a swimmer is a swimming or ice skating, they know before what the tricks are going to be. Mm right they know yeah. so the so the commentator and the judge like they know right this pair are going to do this so they yep. got so much of a heads up and so much more of a warning on like how they're going to deal with that versus you you do not know what any of them are going to do in theory yes you start you can start to learn ah i know that Sven they can do this likes or... doing this, or they're more likely to do that, aren't they? But but I just think that's so much harder compared to other sports to have to judge. Do you do you know what I mean, Tim? As well with the commentary. Yeah,
0: well, exactly. And I, yeah, and I'm not I'm not putting myself into this bracket at all. But I I want to know which kind of leads on from that. Really, is is are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared of what you're about to witness sometimes in the finals? Because I sit there and I literally have to strap myself in. And it's and it's worse because I'm finding as well, you know, with going out to contests now, they don't like to take you out for the practice days where you can get to see the riders ride and warm up. They like you to be there ready to go at finals. And you can't watch the practice before the finals because you're doing links for something else or you're on the roof or you're having to do, you know, commentate on the women's ski or something. So... And I often find that, that it's – there's definitely a lot of comfort, isn't there? And I'm and I'm not even letting you answer here. Sorry, Gaz. But there's a lot of comfort in watching practice and almost knowing what they're capable of and what they could do.
3: Oh, massively. And that's like almost our like, – it, it makes it so much easier because well, we, we're all kind of nerds on the snowboard circuit. We'll all follow Instagram like mad, follow all the riders and see what, what the tricks they're doing in general are. And then we'll be watching practice and be like, all right, we can kind of just about tell what – marcus cleveland's runs gonna be he might have done a a seven on that jump instead of a 10 but we know roughly the directions what to expect um and if you're on a section so when we were in beijing me and begsy were on the the top two rail sections and we literally just stood there with a clipboard and wrote down every single trick that we saw so you get that little kind of preview before <laughs> it goes live so you do get a bit of it's not quite as just blindfolded when it appears but with slope style, we are a little bit dependent on getting the TV feed if we're judging that overall impression top to bottom. Because otherwise, you can piece together a few tricks, but you'll never see actually how the entire run looks. Mm. Uh, and that was like that was the difficulty with the Olympics because the 60 minutes before the competition starts, they've got a transmission come in screen, so like that, that's our training period. So we couldn't actually see what was what was going on and went in a little bit blind in terms of the full runs. But I think at the end of the day, we just we get used to you see the trick take off really nicely but we do get that preview which which definitely helps
0: will there be any changes because of what happened do, do you think anything will change have you been able to go see told you we needed to see the practice or <laughs> see or you know whatever do you, will there be any changes
3: well we had the first had the first change last year. Last May, we met in Milan with Infront, who are the company that hold all the TV rights for all the World Cups. Um, we had a ski judge panel there, a snowboard judge panel, and all the producers for, I think it was America, Canada, Austria, Switzerland possibly as well. So we all sat there. And historically, judges have never got along well with producers because producers want the score to come out instantaneously. We'd yeah. love 15 minutes and a cup of coffee just to really debate what we thinks better in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we managed... It was a bit of a handbags at dawn kind of meeting because nice. there was lots of frustrations getting aired. And we were there for three days. But We actually progressed through a lot of what we need and how we could improve the TV show side of things, which is what the producers wanted, yeah. and whether that would be bring along an extra judge to events to sit in the TV truck and almost act as a TMO VAR ref. So Ooh. when the score is taking a while, they'll be like, well, they're probably checking section four. So let's go through that on the replay. Or even if we had a judge mic'd up to say, oh, yeah, well, we're just looking at the landing of this. We can't see if there's a hand down, just checking a few angles and, like, mix that into the feed uh, of the actual program.
2: I was going to say, how would you feel about that? Because there was a, a thing that went, uh, it was doing the rounds not like that long ago, and it was a VAR, VAR ref that made the wrong call. And then, they, and then it, it carried, it was like an offside call or something. And it was like, did you just call that offside? It's like, yeah, I called it offside. It's like, what the fuck? Are you? And they'd lost it. I mean, how would you feel about having your, your debates, you know, aired? Like live, how would that do you think that would completely change the the vibe in the you know on the panel? Like,
3: I think we'd almost say- get more respect from it because they say we call it wrong anyway nowadays, so we've not mm. got a lot to lose. Um, <laughs> but I think if they could hear, I think there's a common concept or perspective, perception, whichever the right English phrase is, um, within you the snowboard. Know, mate,
0: you're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> If you just joined, go back to the start and listen. I thought he was Scottish. That was a joke. I'm not racist towards Scottish people. I'm
3: just backing Again, that up. Yeah. Come on, guys. Sorry, Clear conscience. Um, Yes, I think a lot of the community don't really think the Fizz guys are snowboarders. Um, I think they've got a lot more respect when they had the TTR, WSF side of things. I think there's a perception that the Fizz judges are all kind of skiers, aerial judges, et cetera, and we have just winging it on the snowboard side. So I think if we could actually, like, almost air our debates... They could see the discussions we're having and it might kinda of change a few opinions um as to a how we judge and we could kinda of point out, well, yeah, we respect that yeah, it's a twenty three forty, but he never actually grabbed and that's what we're just checking on the replay and they'd be like, Oh yeah, actually shit, if you don't grab it's probably not really snowboarding, so we won't we don't need a the big score from it. So I think I don't think it would do any damage. Um outside of those important decisions. We do talk a lot of shit, so it'd be quite nice not to be mic'd up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, catch you <laughs> saying something you, you shouldn't be saying. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's not even anything like negative, it's just a lot of kind of yeah. taking the piss out of each other whilst yeah. we're waiting for the next rider to drop, yeah. so. Yeah. We did have that in uh, Cours this year for the World Cup, right at the start of the season, was kind of all set to go. We had our camera in the in the judges' stand that shows the judges at work. And I'd asked, I would asked—I was the head judge for that one and asked the TV guys to make sure there wasn't a microphone connected. And they were like, yeah, sure, no worries. We get like a few runs in and my friend texts from Canada to say, just to let you know, we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: what had you said? What had you said?
3: I think because we were that early on, we were still very like – like fired up and ready to go so I think it was all like normal chat but everyone was a bit racking their brains to say like oh have we just dropped something very stupid oh my god
1: if you if Tim and Ed's some of the stuff that they chat about
3: oh, can oh
1: my god that i've sat in the background and heard
0: oh, my. So what about most of it goes out on air <laughs> yeah that's true that's true it does, i'll never it? i'll never forget i think i think i might have told you when me and ed the, when in fact when we did the sochi the first games and i think it was actually after jenny's medal win i can't remember but we basically ended up when got absolutely wasted in a kind of dodgy Russian bar. We turn up in the commentary the next day and it's men's parallel giant slalom, right? The world's most boring event. No offence, slalomists. I'm 46th in the world. You can't have a go at me. I used to be a slalom racer. Anyway, um, we turn up, hung over to hell. We're there. We're like looking through the bios. Ed's like... Welcome to the Rosa for the men's parallel giant slalom. It's Monday, the 19th of February, and uh, you know, just starts off doing his little intro. And then in the end, I can, I can hear him running out of steam right as he gets to the end. And he goes, This is uh, gonna be riveting. And I went to talk, and as I went to talk, he just held his hand up to go like silence, like, don't say what. He hit mute. We went mute on the broadcast for about four minutes until the first rider dropped in. And then they dropped in and Ed goes, here we goes, the Bulgarian rider versus the Czech rider, blah, blah, blah. And he went, here we go. And they're off. Left, right, <laughs> left, <laughs> right. And I absolutely lost it. I had to walk out of the booth because I couldn't get... I couldn't get my... <laughs> oh,
3: my God. Yeah. Oh, jeez.
0: Oh, so it absolutely finished me. I don't think we've done giant slalom since then, to be honest. Yeah, not but, surprised. Uh,
3: yeah, you're pretty What's right your
1: favourite part of judging?
3: Oh, um, I think just the travel and being able to be involved with the community and chatting to coaches and, and riders wherever you go. It's, it feels very, like, kind of not really cliquey as such, but you feel like you're actually part of something yeah. when you bump into people in Beijing Airport and it's like, oh, are you coming out? Like, didn't realise you were here for it. You have a bit of a chinwag about how yeah. things went on in Sasfe. Um, so it just feels like you've got a massive group of friends just scattered around the world that you just kind of come do together get, for. Do you
1: get to ride, um, get much riding time outside of the judging?
3: Yeah, we do get, there's usually always a weather day at least. Um yeah. So we always kind of get that one in. And if it's Lark's, I think my first event was Lark's and it just puked snow the whole time. So I think we had six days of riding in. Powder uh, open. It was amazing. I almost class myself as a professional snowboarder for that one. Um, But yeah, so we do get a little bit of riding time. And it depends on the crew as well and where you are. We had a really good crew in the Youth Olympics in Korea. And there was a tiny little park up the side of the hill. But you're able to ride at night. So we were... Every evening, just lap in the park, games of skate, little things. This was so. last
1: week, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, Did you awesome. see? Is there anything that you saw that you were like, "Oh boy"?
3: No, there's a, definitely a depth of Koreans coming through. Yeah. There's some young Korean athletes that just look incredible. Okay. Um, and there's even a few of the athletes were in the Calgary Halfpipe World Cup. There's a ta- 15 year old. I think, yeah. Alessandro Barbieri. I pronounced his name wrong and I got corrected by an Italian because I did right. the commentary for it. Oh. Um, but he threw switch side 10. Into, was it front 10, in cab 10? In the pipe. In the pipe, first hit. Pretty nice. Wow. Not as good as uh, Rukas, but then went front 14 on the last hit or cab 14. There's a 14 in there somewhere. Oh, my but God. Like, and he's you know,
0: 15. 15, yeah. Oh, you, gosh. I guess it's like going Chown Lee. Yeah. He was
3: 15, wasn't he, at Georgia? Yeah, he's, he was uh, riding really well as well last week. He, uh,
0: he won, didn't he?
3: He won slopestyle and pipe, yeah. Injured yeah, himself like... in big air a little bit.
2: It, yeah. it leads me up to what I was going to ask you about, because we've got, well, it's two years now, isn't it? 2026... Milan, I think, the next Winter Games. And which... the next
3: podcast episode, I'm yeah, on.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. are <laughs> <You're laughs> next, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you busy in... on uh, Feb 12th, is what Ollie wants to know. <laughs> in
2: no, 20- well, 20- I, <laughs> I was going to ask, if you're there, I mean, is there like, because it is, what can we expect? Is there like, is there something you're like, yeah, we absolutely look out for that person or that level of trick at that point in in 2026 i mean it's a long way off but you must see that progression happening now
3: yeah and i think there's definitely some good riders to watch out for that are coming through pretty consistently like i wouldn't be surprised valentino guzzelli's riding really well across all three so he could be the first to do dual medal at the same olympics in two disciplines i don't think there's been like outside of big air and slope style esther
0: won parallel yeah. slalom on a snowboard and slalom on skis
3: yeah, that's a fair point. One of the few, shall we say. But that doesn't
0: count. Cause skiing. <laughs> Left. Left. Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. But so, Sean White tried it, didn't he? Remember Sean White tried it in yeah, Sochi. Sochi? He was the last. Gus Kenworthy tried it on skis as well. Um, He tried to slope and pipe. No,
1: Didn't yeah. Tora Bright as well?
0: Tora went slope and border cross. Yeah, in Sochi. She went yeah. border cross, didn't she?
1: Yeah. Oh, she did not yeah. do half pipe then.
0: But Val, Val is a phenomenon isn't he in the half white Jeez, yeah. geez mm. he's
3: a beast and even like just as good of a beast on the slopestyle course and when he started riding slopestyle I just thought it was a way to pass the time but no he really showed his own like last season I think he was big air crystal globe champion yeah um, and like really like lovely guy very intelligent came to our judging clinic in Australia just to learn a bit more about the judging side uh, which is really like really, really great yeah popped
2: along to nerd out yeah, yeah we, hey. had, <laughs> we cool.
3: had him and Nick LaFomba uh, and then an Aussie, Aussie rail rider called Bo Fisher, who's not done major contests, but does like some crazy Instagram hits. And there was like a 15, 20 minute debate just over two rail tricks as to which were harder. And Val and Nick were saying one, Bo was saying the other one, and me and Begsy were just kind of like, oh, we'll just... Let's
0: let this pass. Yeah, yeah we'll see what goes <laughs> on here. I love that. It's level. like Lewis yeah. Hamilton turning up to a track building course, <laughs>
2: isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty
3: much, yeah. Oh, I love it. So, uh, yeah, so I think if we'll see trick wise, I think... Back-to-back 18s in the slope style, probably pretty... They're coming. Yeah, pretty necessary. Um, the preview of the course looks like it'll be a little bit kind of transition-focused as well, which would be quite nice, just is to separate the riders. Why,
1: is that hence why Valentino, why he's, he's keen on doing that, or was he always going to go across half-pipe and slope?
3: I think he was always going to go across both, and there's quite a few riders that, I think the way a lot of the World Cup courses are, like Lax has this little wing features and Mammoth sometimes does. I think they've just realised that the course builders are looking at it like we need a new exciting course. We can't just have three straight jumps. It's going to yeah. have to have something funky and yeah. otherwise just to mix it up. But that's um, quite,
1: if you're, if you're like a regular jump rider and you'd never ridden the half pipe it, it, growing up or doing it, that's quite a big like challenge to have to go away and in like three years or however long it might have even been less i don't know that they found that out you've now got to really be able to ride a transition properly you know to be able to then put down a trick if you want to stand a chance of doing well isn't it you, yeah yeah. i
3: think it, and that that transition element with like the quarter pipe takeoffs and things really separates the runs really obviously yeah, yeah. makes our job a little bit easier because you look okay, and you yeah. see like yeah 14 14 16 yeah, there's not a lot in between them, and then suddenly you throw a quarter pipe in there, and like Valentino's still boosting fifteen feet out, whereas me just kind of like board sliding the lip because he can't quite ride transition too well. Suddenly, well, like whilst yeah. he well, exactly. jumps the Well, exactly. And
0: Billy Morgan always said, didn't it? That co- the quarter pipe in Lax cost him fifty grand. <laughs> yeah. Because he <laughs> was on course. I can't remember. What, I can't remember his trick run, but I think it was two fourteens and a twelve. Yeah, I think in so. His I think run you're right the on that. Time. Yeah. Like he's he's you know double corks in there and then he got to that quarter pipe at the bottom and he he just went over the back didn't he and just just, knee high at the top cost Billy Morgan 50 grand anyway listen enough (laughs) chatting about snowboarding let's go and do some snowboarding shall we come on grab your board let's go chairlift
2: the chairlift sometimes it's a place to contemplate life taking in the views pondering your existence other times it's mixed with a hangover the gentle swinging to and fro coaxing the vomit from your guts. But more often than not, it's a place
0: to chat and share stories. <laughs> have you ever sicked off a chairlift? Me? Uh, Any of you? I have, yeah. Have you?
2: In mm. Sir Chevalier. And, I think I did it, uh, it in just because I was... It, it just lots of snaps or whatever the hell it was the night before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, God. What Sorry, about you, you want... Mungo? Have you been sick off a chairlift?
1: No. No, I haven't. Just quite simply, no? No.
0: <laughs> it was just
2: a no.
1: No, I've had the other things.
2: You've shat off one. All
1: right. <laughs> Family podcast. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ, No, i told guys. you about that. I've told you about that before.
0: Weeing off the chairlift.
1: No.
2: You took a poo off the chairlift? When I... <laughs> oh Jenny No
1: it takes too long to tell the story
2: No wait though it has reminded me I don't know, I don't know whether this will make the cut But we, we could talk about it anyway In the last episode of the appray podcast While we were recording Now I edit the Atpre gaz That's, that's, <laughs> oh, good that's luck. Look. what happens And uh, it's on like separate tracks and stuff this is how it works. It's, it's all very boring. I won't go into the text.
1: Oh, no, I don't tell Gaz this.
2: I was recording, and I got a little... I was like, oh, my God, What what is that noise? Like, you got a bit of... Um, I don't know. I thought it was some feedback or someone's mic or something was going a bit weird. Anyway, I isolated it, and I found out that it was on Jenny's track. And what... <laughs> What it was (laughs) Ah, I know what's coming What it was, if I can find it Because I sent it fucking ages ago Was Do you hear that? (laughs) Here it goes again (laughs) And Jenny Thought she could sneak out a little guff On the podcast No one would hear it
3: (laughs) <laughs> that is amazing
2: and the, oh. and the video because you get the video as well and she's just like this she's just got her hands over her mouth just like this
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing
1: you, have I? have I? yeah yeah
0: you're like this <laughs>
3: <laughs> I really hope that's your new whatsapp notification little yeah, <laughs> noise oh.
2: it was so funny I was hysterics <clears throat> editing that anyway
0: anyway <sighs> Very nice. So here we are on the chairlift, um, heading up for a run or three. What is your, what's your best mountain story? We love a good mountain story. Yeah. You got anything, anything that comes to mind? Who's the most famous person you've ever been on a chairlift with? Oh, that's a good question. Uh... You haven't, like, been with Lewis Hamilton or Simon Pegg no, or No, cool,
3: sadly like. not, I think, because we all end up riding the same chairlift. It's just as judges that no one knows. <laughs> Julian Haricourt is probably the most famous in terms of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been on a chairlift with uh, Guillaume Morissette.
0: I loved Guillaume Morissette. Mate, that guy could
3: bloody snowboard back in the day. He can still bloody snowboard I as bet well. he can, Yeah. 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 He's uh, incredible, just some of the shots he puts out and seen him ride just around Mammoth when we were there two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. They still still got it.
0: Still shredding. All the old guard are coming back out a little bit now on Instagram, aren't they? Like Ingmar Backman and Peter yeah. Line and Jamie Lynn, they're all starting to like ramp up again and get their Instagram, uh, get the Instagram clicks up.
3: Good. Yeah, they'll be the rad dad soon. Yeah. What You're going to be a rad dad? No, they'll be the rad dads.
0: Oh, I thought you surprised me, yeah. Oh, yeah it would be a wonderful dad. time to
3: reveal it, wouldn't it? Um,
0: and so, when you what what stories do you have from the man Have you got anything that makes you cringe? Have you got any stories where you think to yourself, oh, I do regret that, actually.
3: Oh, probably, to be fair, I think it still lines in with one of my favourite stories, which was, uh, looking back, it was a little bit cringy. But I was selected to go to the Lark's Open in 2018. It was my very first kind of major event, and I was absolutely frothing buzzing away um and it was classic power open didn't actually run a contest and it was probably my first time properly riding powder and i was on like a 152 amatic extra texter super narrow soft park board Super wide oh, no. stance that Sean White would be proud of oh, and I was riding gosh. with Canadian <laughs> Swiss Montclair. riders and <laughs> with that stance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> stance. Was like that your stance eh? Oh yeah.
3: I wish that might have helped but I uh, I just spent the whole time tomahawking and uh, had oh, ride like no. the other judges were just hammering down and I was flipping left right centre hitting trees as as many times as I could. we will you um, catch
1: you up guys.
3: Pretty much but I think it says a lot that They're now like some of my best friends. Then they were just kind of like new colleagues that I'd met a handful of times at clinics. But they all waited. They all laughed. They all kind of found it hilarious that this British guy had come along with us. Um, And yeah, it it was just a bit embarrassing looking back that I really hope no riders were watching from the chairlift as I'm, you know, getting me first quad front flip through the snow uh, underneath them. Amazing. (laughs) I guess you'd never like ridden heavy
0: duty powder up to that point.
3: Not especially. We'd done a few university trips, but it was never like yeah. proper snow. So uh, that was severe shock to the system, and slightly different from dry slope. So, uh, <laughs> how did you get into it? How did you get into judging? I actually uh, fell off a roof and broke my back. Oh, which you sounds do it? Yeah. yeah like I wouldn't recommend it as a way in. If anyone's listening and wants to be a judge, it's not a, a were prerequisite. You, were you? <laughs> Career advice. So, so listen, if you want to get into judging,
0: break your back. it works Um, wonderful how did you how did you fall off a roof
3: Uh, it was the day after our final university exam had gone up to watch the sunrise and I decided to try watch the sunrise from my neighbour's roof instead and it was like a standard three storey townhouse um, and I wasn't quite as Spider-Man as I thought I was Um, so slipped off landed on a fence which kind of broke the impact ended up having surgery and all sorts and the doctor had said like look you're never going to snowboard again um, and I was thoroughly bummed, as you can admit, because it was the thing I love to do most. And my friend, Shell Quayle, was running the British University Champs series. And she just said, well, if you can't snowboard, do you want to come and be a judge and still be involved? And, you know, still be involved a little bit and uh, have your say. And then went to that, loved it, started going to the phys clinics, proved the doctor wrong, and I'm still fine to snowboard. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, like it was a, a bit of a scary incident at the time. But like I like to like in my eyes is a very positive thing because it yeah. kind of completely changed what I was going to do because I didn't have a plan before that, um, and it's taken me to where I am today. So I'm kind of grateful that I've got the scar and the rods and yeah, like a, a lovely career to have gone along with it. You literally
2: <gasps> fell into it.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, From Ollie. three stories up. <laughs> Ollie. Oh, wow,
1: that's nuts. Wow. Did yeah.
3: you have to
0: pay for the fence?
3: No, I never actually went back to that house, because I was in hospital for a bit. My housemates moved all my stuff out, and I have no idea what happened to the gate. Um, I think it was just a little bit flat-packed, more than it should have (laughs) been.
0: Were you drunk?
3: I would argue, I can't remember if I've told my mum I was drunk. I'm pretty sure she's probably guessed, though. But yeah, I might have had a little bit. Probably helped you, to be fair. Well, that's what the doctor said. I think I went very loosey-goosey and didn't even tense for impact. Um oh god. So that's, uh, that's yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna do it, if you wanna get into judging <laughs> <laughs> No, no kids.
0: No, don't do it. Become an alcoholic and uh climb on roofs. No,
3: absolutely do not do that. Yeah. I found a couple of photos from there like from that day recently and uh after all that it turns out we were facing the wrong way for the sunrise. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're, so there we are on the West Coast, <laughs> looking out over the ocean. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> oh. Oh love it, love it. Right then, get your board on. Let's do a run. Come on. Yeah. Not that 152 in this powder, though. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're at the top, and the only thing to do now
0: is make our way down.
2: And how do we make our way down? We make tracks. That's how. This is Making Tracks.
0: Oh, Ollie, that was a good one.
2: Yeah.
3: That's very felt smooth. felt like you meant it on that one, Ollie. you normally, I did, you don't I did really, beat it. Did you've you? Got
2: to, you've got to now explain what it is, Tim. You, you've got to Easy. dissect,
0: Mike. My... Um, well, Making Tracks, quite simply, is you picking your three favourite songs. Music synonymous with snow sports synonymous with the mountains and having a good time we are getting changed we are riding down and we are partying so we want three songs to accompany those uh, moments those parts of your day we take those three tracks and we then drop it in to our spotify apre making tracks playlist <laughs> so track number one then getting ready um getting ready to getting shreddy oh, oh have i ever yes. said that before no i don't think you have okay That's
3: like getting, getting
0: for a Um what are you picking for us what, what's the tune what, how do you start your day off
3: so I'm going to preface this but that I have a very eclectic mix of songs on my playlist you clearly haven't seen our yeah. making yeah, track playlist yeah. But but, yeah, I, go on. I don't know if this might be weird um, anyway I tend to go for like <clears throat> something a little bit kind of karaoke-esque that's got a good nice little vibe something like, kind yeah. of Billy Joel style Down East Alexa or Piano Man
1: oh. would uh,
3: just so I can have a little you know sing around the room as I'm trying to find where I put my socks um, yeah something something I'd be would definitely be like get me in the right sort of headspace any okay. particular track I would probably go Piano Man
0: Piano Man
3: yes ah. especially having karaoke that earlier in the year Ah. <laughs> oh.
0: Bit of harmonica in there as well so riddle me this you're getting ready you're singing along to some billy joel are you a stretcher or are you a you know he's from the russian breed of the warm-up we'll be getting to the
3: mountain or stretch
0: I'd, or yoga or any of that rubbish are you, are you i'd like to
3: do more jen- of it than i do i try to okay. a little bit of yoga but it's a lot of wishful thinking and i'll get out of bed and do a little you know tilty tilty and uh, see if I can touch <laughs> my toes. You're with, You're
0: with me, tilty tilty.
1: I'll lean down <laughs> there to He's get money. He's got metal rods in his back, so that's true. That's
0: a good true. excuse.
3: I might use that more often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, good track. That is a good, good little entry. Billy Joel onto the playlist. Love this. Any any memories from this? Where's this from? Um, this is this put in the back of your mum and dad's car on the way to? with on a family holiday. Well, like where's this was more the love of Billy Joel come from?
3: Again, Masters University. and There's probably a common theme to a lot of this. Um, me and a, a guy I used to live with realized that we could get back from the pub to the house in the same length of time as Piano Man. So we used to wander along, and I'm sure the locals would have been thrilled with it, but give our best rendition after a few pints on a Friday yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not a great song. shoe
1: golf on the way back then. <laughs> oh shoe golf i love shoe golf
0: that's been a a while since i've had a game of shoe golf (gasps)
1: remember playing that in sheffield tim yeah yeah god that was fun in the snow Uh... though it's a shocker isn't it (laughs) It it's a shocker you're going home
0: with no shoes basically and probably a A dose of frostbite
1: and frostbite on your toes (laughs) now you're actually shredding down the mountain um depending on what you're doing, I suppose, if whether you're riding the park, riding the POW, like what is the track that you would be playing for the for that moment of the shred?
3: So I I think it will be awkward. And uh, I, if I'm riding, I wouldn't wear headphones because I love chatting to people and share, kind of sharing the stoke around. Well, you know, you, no, of... but
1: when you're actually riding down, are you chatting to people on the, on
3: Yeah, a lot of the time. Just, you know, how are you doing? Do you want a cup of tea? That sort of thing. Um, it is common. We, I mean, the number
2: of times that's people say that here. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> but, but I suppose if it's not you're listening to it, it's the track that go- that's going on in your head. Yeah. It's the bit yeah, that's sorry. overlaid on yeah. your movie. Like, yes. that's the track. Oh, I so have I would
1: explain that better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I was going to say we're a, we're not a very like uh, fitness kind of type of people, so we need a lot of breaks. There's a plenty of chance for a chat on the way down. Um, but I'm a big Rise Against fan. Kind of loved kind of my punk and heavy metal growing up. So I would pick something from Rise Against, possibly along the lines of uh, the Good Left Undone, which I think would still go down as probably my favourite song that I would happily listen to at any occasion. But I think uh, for all my Instagram reels, I always put Rise Against in the background. So I think that would match nicely. Yeah, I've tried to keep it as a bit of a theme going through. Uh, If it's something snowboarding related, it comes up.
1: Here we go.
0: Do you know what's interesting? Is we've not had any doubles yet. On the playlist. Nobody's mentioned the no. same artist.
2: That's tr- that is true. We're up to... We're on... This will be our
0: 37th track. Of the Ooh,
1: that's because yes. they all listen to all of the episodes and they go, oh, I better not use that one. <laughs> well done, Jenny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is exactly it. That is exactly it. Yes, love a bit of Rise Against. Some yes. Fast thrash guitar. That is classic old school snowboard video um, style as well, isn't it? Back... Late nineties, you are.
3: Yeah, and I think yeah. it's actually how it's I discovered them was watching a snowboard video. I think it was on YouTube rather than actual film, and there was some rise against. So I was like, oh, I could get along long board with this one."
1: <laughs> so is that regardless of if, if you're in the power and you're sl- slashing a bank, or if you're in the park or riding a little yeah, road or anything? Yeah, it? Go,
3: yeah, oh, I think I'd go. Yeah, kind of okay. full full tilt all the way through.
1: Nice. nice. Okay, right. You're at the bottom. You now. You're like, oh, okay, I've just had the best day shredding. Let's go. An appray, as this <laughs> podcast is called. <laughs> so would you be going, like, like you just mentioned, to get a cup of tea? Or would you be going to the pub, you know, for a pint? What kind of vibe music would you be looking at there?
3: I would nowadays be more likely going to a, a bar with some some good songs in the background. I have previously been known to haunt Holland- the Follet Douche In oh, Valteren nice. or Meribel
1: Sneaky Yes yeah, so
3: I Yeah I think It depends what trip it was If it was one of the judging trips It would probably be Either Back to the Room Or maybe a bar Just to discuss what we've seen If I was on an actual holiday
1: Yeah holiday uh, we'd, Go holiday
3: We'd end up at Apres for sure and, yeah. Uh, yeah Come on So I think it'd be the sort of On top of the tables
1: You're that guy just, Yes yeah. That the British guy with
3: the guy?
2: champagne Is that you?
3: Oh, I'm not that baller. Like the judging salary is not that good. It's uh. I'm not that baller.
1: <laughs> You're the guy with the glass next to the guy with the bottle of champagne.
3: Exactly. Yeah, the one that's trying okay. to just you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would go something along the lines of uh, there's too there's quite a lot to choose from. Possibly Avicii levels, which I think is just a a classic from my university Ski days. Um oh, uni days. Okay. Maybe yeah, even okay. Fireball though by Pitbull. Well, which one are you going? I don't. Oh. Um, for somebody who makes decisions for a job, I'm not the, uh, not the <laughs> like best it when it comes to-
2: <laughs> The IOC, you've got literally we, Italy, are, what do you say? Going to
3: ads? Well, I don't
0: know. On, yeah, yeah, Italy. Italy need to air repeats yeah. of Neighbours
3: <laughs>
1: quick six minutes. Oh, uh, let's, crown a
0: champion, quickly. Let's go
3: Fireball. Fireball.
1: I don't know
0: this, do not know this? Mr. to infinity, you know the roof on fire. We gon' boogie, hoogie, oogie, jiggle, wiggle and dance like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and take shots until we fall out like the roof on fire. Now baby get my booty naked, take off all your clothes and light the roof on fire.
1: Tell them, tell them baby 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 baby
0: baby I'm on fire. I tell them baby 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 I'm a fireball. Oh yeah, I knew, I do know oh, this now.
2: I am in I do
0: know this. I'm in, yeah. Sign me up.
2: <gasps> That's Straight right. on the
0: tables. Jenny, Jenny, put your clothes back on, yeah, Jenny. Cause... Get down. <laughs> Literally what happens. Ollie's streaking naked. Oh, yeah. Ollie, put your pull your trousers up. It's all out.
2: Oh, I get am Jenny's into drink.
1: that. How did I not know that? That's so wait, what?
3: <laughs> I think it's one of those songs you never hear the start of, do you? just hear the one word in the middle. And...
0: Yeah, that just comes in right there, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the dream. Uh, three excellent additions yeah. to the Apre podcast making tracks playlist available on Spotify for you when you go on your holiday. Link in show notes. Link in show notes. <laughs> I'm going to say it. That was that was bloody lovely to have you here. Um, Gaz, thank you so much for coming to join us, at the Apre Log Cabin.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing, thanks for having me. Uh,
2: 12th of Feb, officially Gaz Day, so we'll have to remember <laughs> <for> next year. <laughs> we have to get you on
0: every every 12th of Feb. Gaz, grab your snowboard, um, don't forget your boots, you got your gloves on the radiator over there, make sure you grab them and... Uh,
3: Head off. We'll see to, you soon. For the Amazing. Sunrise. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. Head Enjoy the, the rest of your car yes. trip. Head for the
0: sunrise, it's on the east <laughs> side. East <laughs> side.
3: That'd have been good to know twelve years ago. What a nice man. Lovely chap.
0: What a nice man with a lot of power. He can he can smash <sighs> dreams, can't he? He can smash <laughs> dreams. Shatter dreams. Do you think he goes in into it? 1440 was lame. We never Zero asked if he's
1: points. ever been bribed. I wonder if he'd ever mm. been bribed.
2: Well, no, because he's still in a job. Like, yeah, I mean, he, no. I mean, he was quite clearly a man of integrity, Jenny. Don't look at me like that. Like, yeah, he, no. definitely <laughs> <was>. <laughs> he definitely was.
1: No, it's not like... No, but as in he, if he's been asked. Not, not accepted. Oh, it, right. But like, oh, okay. if, if like, that must
2: be orcs. Yeah, but that, it that. doesn't...
1: It's, nobody's not like that, is it? Do no. you think... well... Do you think
2: it, that would ever happen?
1: No, but no. you've seen Icarus... From the Olympic Winter Olympics, have you not watched that Icarus?
0: Icarus, yeah, the uh, documentary about the oh yes Russian yeah. doping scandal.
1: That was the that was the one I was at. And yeah. they had um... they had fake walls, and they were passing wee samples through fake walls. I know, and I was like, "Hang on a minute!" And I was stood there with my pants down, with mirrors all around me, so that the lady watching me wee could see my bum crack. <laughs> Is that for real? <laughs> Is that real? Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, my Shouldn't God. Shouldn't you have mentioned this about ten years ago <laughs> that they were doping? Like, why are you doing this now on our podcast? You could have, like, literally blown the whole thing.
1: No, we didn't know until I watched Icarus.
0: Oh, right. So you had to... Be- well,
2: oh, right. I mean, okay. I feel like this is another podcast.
0: For any Russians listening, by the way, um, I don't agree with Jenny. In anything she says, kill her, don't kill me.
1: Oh, don't even joke. That's, yeah, that's
0: not really nice. <laughs> He's gonna get Nova <laughs> like they did too, down in Salisbury. You They're too. gonna come for you as well. What did Allegedly, you call it? allegedly, what, Ollie. Wait,
2: allegedly. Wait. What did you call it? Nova No.
0: Salisbury. Say it again. S- Sales Salisbury.
2: Salisbury. Salisbury.
0: Salisbury. You just did offended you said and salesbury? Said salesbury. Salisbury. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> We don't have any people listening in Salisbury. They're all too posh down there. (laughs) (laughs) They they ski down in Salisbury. (laughs) Listen, that is it for this week. We love you. We love you listening. We love your messages. We love your interactions. Keep them coming in. Drop us an email theaprepod at gmail.com. Jenny was supposed to say that, but she's too busy laughing. So I'm going to do it.
1: But can you, yeah, please, I like the messages. We need the messages. We need the questions. Please write in to us. It's, I love it. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Jenny following up her request with an apology. Uh, you can also follow <laughs> us on Instagram at the ApprePod, which is also a great place to get in your uh, questions. You know, we have we have a former Olympian here, and we have a, uh, a, a snowball commentator here who can answer your questions. I can't answer any of your questions. Of course you can.: I can, but mostly just about style. Uh, so uh, get your selfie. questions in. Yeah. at the AppprePod on Instagram, get your questions in
0: thank you, sorry to interrupt, I was going to say and subscribe, make sure you do give us a subscribe, leave us a review tell your mates where they can find us give us a shout out, share it on Instagram, because it helps to grow this podcast, um, which is what we're trying to do, we love you all and you know what, we'll see you next week
2: (laughs) see you next week Bye. bye
3: bye 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 bye
2: Jenny,
0: you're fucking there. That's the noise you're gonna make when the Russians catch up with you. They got their hands around your neck.
1: <laughs> I got scared. I got like a scared. Uh, like
2: scared. I just shouldn't have come to sales, break. <laughs> <laughs>